You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Okay. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Friday edition of Inside the Locker Room. About made it through another week. It's been a fun week on the radio. Hope to have a great show for you today. I think we got some uh, excellent guests lined up for you. Maybe turn the page a little bit. We'll still talk Alabama football, but uh, we got Richard Hendricks. So join us at 730. Alabama takes on the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, Richard's doing a great job doing color for the SEC Networks. We'll have Richard on to talk. Alabama, Tennessee, and all SEC basketball. And even get his take. He and I were messaging last night about the uh, transfer portal and all that. And he agrees with me. The portal is the problem, not the NIL. If these kids uh, had to sit out a year, they would not be transferring. The X accounts for our show at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for your show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download that app, the Tide 100.9 app. You can take us with you anywhere you go. There's also a chat uh, box there in the right hand corner. You can send the chat there and we will. Uh, read that over the air for you. Got Justin Jones behind the glass. He's got on his, I don't even know, I don't know hockey, but he has on a hockey jersey. And who is that you got on there, Justin? Uh, uh, Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, so it's maybe somebody listening to our audience knows about that because I certainly do not. Before we get started, though, and I'll flip it over to that, it's, time, it's that time of year again. Your honeydew list is growing. The projects are adding up. The time is right. To build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about, there's no better product to do it with than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So know your project will last for years to come. Head down to your local dealer and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. With that, I'll kick it to you, Dad. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Get uh, a little bit tired of playing slow golf with people or people that are old. I don't like people that are old and slow. Yeah. I like people that are fast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, several things I'll give to you. Uh, not in complete order, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on. Bill O'Brien is going from the Patriots. No, they all like him. I did. You liked him a lot when he took that, when he took that football 100 yards against Auburn two or three years ago. But Bill... Uh, is leaving the Patriots. Of course, the Patriots all in a stir. Got a lot of new people, and he's going to Ohio State as offensive coordinator. I think the head coach is going to quit calling plays. Austin Mack, a young man who's a redshirt quarterback, uh, Fort Boer at Washington, is going to come to Alabama. He did not play. He was redshirted, so that gives Alabama four darn good ones to pick from, and that's trouble when you have that many. So when you and you have that many. You have, you know, Jalen Salen. You have... Uh, Julian Salen. Julian Salen. You have, uh, you have uh, Milrow. You have Ty Simpson. You got a lot of folks that have picked from. Got a new offensive coordinator. Y'all are all glad about that until he makes a mistake. And then you'll all be howling that, that he wasn't any good. Uh, by the way, uh, I won't say anything. Uh, 
Alabama uh, hires uh, Colin uh, Hitchler uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, it's pretty interesting, I think. Uh, he uh, does not been defined what he's going to coach. Alabama plays Wisconsin the third game of the season, the first big game next week, uh, next year, I think it is. So that will be interesting to see. Um, uh, them, back, them Black, or whatever his name is, the, the, the offensive back, back, defensive back, whatever. No, he's a, ti- he's a, t- he's a tight end. Tight end. Going to uh, Texas. It don't matter. He's going to Texas. <laughs> Let's get it right. Let's get it right. You just you handle your end. I'll handle mine. <laughs> Alabama, Let's get it right. He's uh, a tight end. Uh, uh, the federal law is lawsuit is going to be shown arguing about the transfer rule saying that they should be allowed to transfer anything they want to. Oh, As J.C. yesterday said, there's going to be a big stink about that, and uh, there's going to be uh, Laurier and Mary, and we'll see what happens there. I thought one of the interesting things yesterday and, and what I looked at was that Nick Saban will have a little bit more of an input as to what goes on. Look, folks, he's not going to call third and four. He's not going to do any of that. So don't, mis- don't, don't misunderstand what uh, the AD has said. But he's, got, he's been very helpful to what's going on. It's a brand-new program, quite different. It's a different kind of program starting. He's going to have his hand in trying to help them as best he could, but with, with the recruiting and part of it, uh, not to the point that he's going to call the plays, a coach on the field, none of that. But uh, that will be a little bit more of an added uh, incentive for him to, to stay around and do stuff. Uh, unfortunately for South Carolina, uh, Miles Stoops, uh, the the shooter who came there from Vanderbilt uh, has uh, torn his shoulder up, and he's out two to three weeks. And um, really, it's, it's a real problem there. South Florida beat uh, Memphis uh, by one point after Memphis leading by 20 during the game. Illinois beat Michigan, which you don't really care. Um, that's about it. I think, the, I think the two stinks are the federal government trying to get in with the, with the transfer portal. And people talking about uh, the added role. It's not an added role. It's a role he had to start with. He just didn't really, didn't really say a lot, whole lot about it. Um, that uh, we're going to have. I remember tomorrow at uh, at one o'clock, I believe our time. Alabama's at Tennessee, and it's the ESPN two game. Uh, if you're looking at Auburn, they entertain Ole Miss, and it's an SEC game, and that game is not till seven thirty. Uh, I'll just cover them and then back into whatever he wants to do. South Carolina's Arkansas started off with 12 o'clock. Vanderbilt's at Mississippi State at 2.30. Texas A&M's at LSU. Georgia is at Kentucky. Georgia's playing better. They ain't going to beat Kentucky there. Florida's at Missouri. That's anybody's game. Florida probably have a chance there, but not a great chance. That's it. All right. Uh, yeah, Texas picks up another. So that's uh, two. Uh, that Sark has gotten from Alabama with uh, Isaiah Bond. Quite different. I'm sorry? That's different because they, with the coach gone, they don't mind as, much, as bad going after Alabama people. Yeah, and so uh, you talked about the different hires. Uh, so we went and got a guy at Wisconsin. Uh, we got a guy at Buffalo. Uh, we bring in Grubb, uh, who is obviously out at Washington. You're bringing in the guy from... South Alabama, Womack, uh, you keeping Freddie Roach and Gillespie. Um, I got a little bit of different spin. I know the the show before us was giving DeBora A plus. I don't know how you could grade him yet. Uh Justin, Dad, I I personally 
think they need to win some of these recruiting battles. Uh, when, you know, Caleb Downs, Nye Black, all these guys get in the portal. Is it concerning to you that they can't win, win them back a little bit? Uh, I mean, every guy that goes to the portal, we lose. The Proctor's in the portal. Uh, I think, and they did get a quarterback, but the, of all the positions of need, unless they have a guy leave after the spring, which they probably will, they got five scholarship quarterbacks. That did not seem to be a position well, of need. Uh, I guess you can always have another quarterback, well, but how do you keep all these guys happy? I think well, these guys the, need the, to, the problem that we're having, the problem we're having is this, uh, they're having, not me, is that uh, we don't talk about linemen as much. We don't talk about people that are going back because they're homesick or they're not playing or whatever. And we don't talk about that as much. We talk about the skill positions. The skill positions can't play unless the linemen are there. And I think that's the real big key. Uh, everybody's happy right now because they hadn't played and hadn't, you know, they got a very tough schedule and they, they'll do well. Um, I, Y'all, will they, will I don't, will they I don't do know well? that it's going to be national championship well. After all, losing all these guys? I mean, I think they need a win. I mean, I think they need to, like, Caleb Downs, like, they need a shot in the arm where all of a sudden a guy like Caleb Downs, they went back, re-recruited him. I mean, I, I would try to figure out what in the – I mean, maybe they are. What in the world do we got to do to keep you? Justin, am I wrong? I think they need a win. <laughs> Haven't seen a win yet on the recruiting front. I think that was going to happen. Didn't I don't you? think you're wrong per se. I think we're going to see those wins come early February when we see Ryan Williams make a decision. I think just for the first week, I agree with the previous show just because the staff <laughs> a, that we but put a together. Pl- but how do we know this? St- do we really know these guys because they had a, a title in front of their name called co-defensive coordinator? Or that makes them these titles. Does that make them good? I'm not saying they're not good, but how we give an A plus? We never even met these guys. I'll go. I'll go B plus. How about that? <laughs> I don't. So you don't. You don't give them a plus at all. You, you don't give them. A, there's no. Well, they, they weren't giving the players a, a grade. They were giving the coaches a grade. They were giving Coach DeBoer a grade on his first week. And I don't know how we could give him an A plus when we have. And I'm not saying he deserves. A, I don't think he deserves a grade. We haven't had a recruiting win yet. Well, just doing so, I, so how do you get an A plus if you haven't had a recruiting win yet? Justin, help me. A plus? Uh, no comment. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you. They expected people to come in there. Say so, yeah. again. I think the only people they expected to come in there might be a, a, a few of the people that they were recruiting at Washington, or some of the Washington players. That's the only factors they have. The other people are skeptical about going in there. They don't want they, the program's news. It's been great. Is it going to continue to be great? But the players that they recruited at Washington, which is a little bit, you know, dicey, they could, they might come to Alabama, or they may have somebody like the quarterback here that wants to come. Um, now he's coming with a room full of quarterbacks. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they want to, they want to get another chair. Uh, they want to go buy a new chair to get all them quarterbacks well, in that room. Uh, now we may be glad that they get. Now they coach watched this guy practice for a year, so obviously he thinks he's very good. So I'm not saying that this guy may end up being the best thing you got. You he's, think he recruited him, or he came on his own? Uh, well, I guess he went in the portal, and I mean, obviously he's very, very good. He knows where he's at. He's at Alabama. He's got Julian saying, and 
all these people here. So he's got to have a lot of confidence. Oh, there won't in this be that. Be somebody gone in a year. Yeah, I think they need a win uh, before I could. I don't know. Well, Go don't ahead. you think, in fairness, Barry, a lot of the recruiting, at least for the guys out of high school, has already been done. Like, well, I'm not talking about him. that. I'm just talking about a guy gets in the portal and they they flip him back. Well, do you think if a guy gets in the portal, like I joked the other day with my friends that Caleb Downs still had a chance to come back, which he technically does, but I feel like when these guys leave, have we even seen this at another school, a guy go in and come back out of the portal? I mean, I'm sure it's happened, yeah. Uh, I mean, y'all reeled off five guys that went to Florida State. Um, you know, maybe I, w- I guess I underestimated. I thought this team... Dad, help me with this. Maybe am I? Maybe I'm way off base. I thought sometimes players they're so close to one another they're not going to walk out on each other. Even though Coach Saban left, we we've been going through all this together. We're going to stay through this thing and go. To, I would think the players could help retain these guys a little bit, but it seems like everybody's just kind of for themselves. Uh, maybe not living in the dorm together. Does that affect it at all? Because these guys are around each other all the time in those situations. They're not now. Um, did you, I guess I miscalculated that they all just came well, basically for Nick Saban. Nick Saban's gone and something. And so there's no loyalty to the other guys on their team in this university. I, I think I miscalculated that a little bit. Well, if you're if if you're friendly, if you're if you're if you're stay having the same apartment with a guy, and the guy's contemplating retire, uh, transferring, then y'all visit with him. There's a chance the guy stays. You're not around these guys as much away from the field as you were or when I was there. Sure, uh, and that makes a huge difference. They. When I would go up to, to check the rooms, or not check the rooms, but just go up to visit with them, maybe have five guys in one room shooting yeah. the bull. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen now. And I think it's I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, all right, we'll take the break. we got phone calls coming in. I, I'm not being critical. I know it sounds like I am, but I think they need some wins before I can start giving out A-pluses. They need, they need a – you need – we need some positive energy on the recruiting trail, not just hiring staff. Uh, what's, I mean, can Freddie Roach and Gillespie not hold some of these guys? I mean, they've been with there them. For? They've been with them for. Well, they're trying to. Well, we gotta we gotta hold on to some of these dudes. We gotta, well, just <laughs> they know what they're doing. All right. I'm wrong then. Two men in a truck at a thirteen thirty Martin Road. Give me a plus. Thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. As local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today. 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We always hope for the best on the Friday morning drive in particular, and we do seem to be getting it so far with no big problems on the board. Be coming down from Northport along Lurling Wallace, crossing the Hugh Thomas Bridge on up to Jack Warner. You're moving with problem-free conditions there. 2059 at posted speeds as well. Between Foster's and Cottondale and McFarland Boulevard is moving nicely through the area as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Friday morning. Don't put the long johns away just yet. More sub-freezing weather moves into West Alabama tonight. ABC 3340 meteorologist Evan Chick Barra tells us that a hard freeze warning is in effect for our area. 
A wind chill advisory also in effect for Lamar, Fayette, and Walker counties with wind chills down to near zero. But there will be a warm-up next week. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout today. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this station. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Forecast gradual clearing today. Colder, the high in the upper 30s at 39. Much colder tonight. The sky fair, the low at 16. And tomorrow we stay below freezing all day. A good supply of sunshine, the afternoon high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker with Yellowwood. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Now, in fairness to Freddie Roach and Coach Gillespie, we only hear about the guys going out. They may have saved uh, Justin. Uh, they may have saved five guys we don't know about that were. Yeah, they may have saved four or five guys, six guys that were going that we didn't, never even knew about. Uh, so I don't want to be unfair about that as well. Uh, you just hear about the ones that are leaving. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll go all the way to Indiana and get Jonathan in. Come on, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Hello. You, you there? Is he turned down? All right. Uh, Jonathan going once. Jonathan going twice. See if he's still there. He gone. He got uh, stage fright. All right, uh, back to it. Uh, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, y'all. Hey, uh, you know, Caleb. Caleb may have been totally content in Alabama. You, you know, I haven't really, unless I'm wrong, I really haven't seen any comments from him. Now his dad's talked a little bit, so Caleb could have been possibly content. I think part of the, part of this is just, you know, the change after Saban retired and. 
people start getting in these parents' ears at their work or on social media or Facebook or whatever, and, and then the parents start panicking, and next thing you know, that it's filtered down to the kid, and then the kid gets, you know, he lets the, parent, the parents talk them into something they may not necessarily want to do, but I haven't heard anything from Caleb. Have y'all? No, I, I think he's, uh, I mean, I'm sure they want it that way. The dad's doing all the talking. And then, well, he sure said, is. Yeah. But he played in the NFL. I mean, I'm sure that dad, obviously, he knows football in, inside and out. And I'm sure he guided his recruiting. And uh, Caleb Downs, according to the dad, came to Alabama for Nick Saban. Nick Saban's not here mm-hmm. anymore. So, nor his yeah. position coach. Well, and, you know, and I, Barry, I agree with you about we need a win in recruiting. I, I do feel that. It would be great. It would be great <laughs> to see that. But, I mean, like, how, but, far okay. that, how far that would you get? If you saw on X this morning that Caleb Downs decided to return, what, what, that would give you a tremendous shot in the arm. Oh, wouldn't yeah, it? That, that's you a big, that's a big shot, y'all. But as far as getting somebody that we don't think about besides Caleb, it's not easy to do. Well, I'm just talking about, like, you know, Proctor, Nye Black. I don't, know, I don't know what they felt about him. He's a pretty talented kid uh, going to Texas. Sure now. Yeah. Well, Barry, I, I think part of the problem we're not getting that win that you're talking about and that, that we all want to see is the academic calendar. I mean, you know, it's here we are. We're past mid, mid-January now. Well, what, uh, would somebody do the research on this for me? When is the last day you can enroll at Alabama? It's got to be coming up. Well, <laughs> you can't just enroll at any time. <laughs> when is the last well, day? The last day for dropping ad has already passed. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, Jim Harbaugh, everybody's talking about, uh, well, he's going to leave, so Michigan's going to open up. Well, they're going to be so far into the semester. Those guys, at a certain point in the semester, you can't drop your classes or you can't get in other schools uh, because the deadline's passed. That's why we're not getting that, you know, a lot of impactful stuff right now is because kids are in class. They've got to finish up wherever they are, whether it's Washington, Arizona, South Alabama, or Buffalo. Yeah. And they've got to finish their coursework. So I think some of these guys that, that Alabama will get, heck, they aren't going to step on campus until, um, you know, the spring semester's over. Uh, the basis of the guys going to get back are the ones that uh, maybe that, that uh, Washington was recruiting for themselves. And the other factor is the guys that are unhappy at Washington you know, maybe outside of just pouring in brand new guys to a program that's not known, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Alabama's down right now. I've looked at the roster count with my friend Brody Smoot, who who works for one of the publications, and you may see Brody's name some, but but he we're down. Alabama, I think, right now is short ten from the eighty five. I can tell so, you this, uh, Philip. And Dad at least maybe will agree with me on this. All these people that are understanding, hey, if they're they want to get in the portal, just let them go. Uh, we're going to get these guys when they start losing a couple games next year, they'll forget right. about all yeah. that, all those portals and who was leaving. They they won't have the same feelings that they have right now. When you look, drop three games next year, they won't be saying that. Now, who, who are you talking about now? The, the fan base. They won't understand. Oh, yeah. They're I, 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 I'm crazy. I, I crazy fans, you know, uh, don't get me started. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. I hope, Alabama, <laughs> I hope yeah. Alabama wins tomorrow in basketball. I hope we go to the foul strike more than nine times. Oh, yeah. and I'm sorry the ladies got beat last night. They played hard but just couldn't 
couldn't contain LSU. Yeah, thank you. Had a good crowd out there, too, uh, last night. Uh, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. <clears throat> morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're uh, good. Uh, you know, the, the, the recruiting thing, uh, transfer portal, <clears throat> that's going on right now is one-sided. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Alabama, they're going. They're going out. They're not bringing any in. They don't have the ability to bring in the transfer portal right now. It's all out. So it looks a lot worse True. Uh, than it is. And um, and two, somebody brought up that uh, in the spring, you know, you'll be able to bring them in from the transfer portal. That'll be a help. And uh, uh, and I'm not so sure that uh, that you can't. Uh, uh, when you look how others have managed the transfer portal, it, it, I'm not so sure that you can't. You may not replace everybody, you know, talent for talent all the way across the board, but I'm not sure you can't get a competitive uh, group together to to be competitive in the fall from the transfer portal. But you're using the word competitive. Is that okay in Alabama to be competitive? Are these? Are these I mean, I think. You understand it. I think Dad does. I know I do. But when you, like with Auburn, they're getting all over my guy down there. He inherited nothing. But when the season starts, people forget that. They forget it. They want you just to win. Just win, win anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, is competitive going to be good enough, Tom? Well, I, I don't know about that. I, I, you know, I don't, I can't predict how fans will react and not. And, and, you know, you've said it before, game to game, a lot of times on how we all take it. You know, we'll see something we don't like. We'll call the show and be burning it up about how we don't like something. But I, I'll point this out. Isaiah Bonds caught four touchdown passes last year. Four. And Texas was willing to pay $600,000 for that. Yeah. Four. Kalen Proctor gave up five sacks in 32 seconds in the uh, semifinal game. Five. But he's your starter. Is anybody going to cry when they see Proctor Lee? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think he was a true freshman. Well, well then I, wherever he goes, I hope he does the same thing for them that he did for us. Well, he's a true freshman, so he, he beat out everybody that was here. Do you think Nick Saban wasn't playing the best player? Well, yeah, I think he was. But uh, what does that say about the rest of them? Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> what I'm I saying he's a true freshman. Uh, I think he got better as the year went on. This kid is humongous. He comes to some of my well, games. I agree that he's big, but there's a lot of big ones that don't play very good. And, uh, you know, he didn't have the best year. I think he, he, in reality, you got to admit, he didn't have the best year you could have. And, you know, the semifinal game wasn't the only game he gave up back then. No, he was giving them up a lot early. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously. And the snapper, I mean, is anybody crying that the guy that snapped the ball went to Ohio State? I'm not. I mean, he rolled the ball around in the semifinal game after he'd been playing uh, 13 games all year long. He still was rolling around on the ground. Yeah. Come on now. Can we find somebody who can snap the ball? If we can't, we ain't Alabama. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, Tom. We'll get to uh, Richard Hendricks. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, let's quick hang up. Royal Cleaners. 
They want to make life easy for you. They'll come to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You're going to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give Roy a call, 205-391-0034. We'll get to Richard Hendricks next. That's a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Go. Give me a decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this station. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com, put your zip code in. It'll pull up the dealer that is closest to you. I will get to the Yellowwood hotline. He was obviously at University of Alabama, 2005-2008, second-round draft pick, uh, 49th overall by the Golden State Warriors. Uh, played there and then several stops overseas. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. He was absolutely outstanding. Worked with the SEC Network now. Our own Richard Hendricks. Good morning, Richard. How are you, sir? Hey, Richard. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Thank We're you for having good. me. We're good. Uh, before we get into the basketball side, you and I were texting last night about all this stuff going on. I had put out a tweet uh, that uh, you were a great player. If you get, you would have gotten in the portal, you could have pretty much picked your school. Uh, but I don't think you were a guy that was wanting to sit out. That was the rules back then. You would have to have sat out a year. I think you wanted to keep playing and and then get on to uh, your professional career. And I'm saying that I think 75% of these kids would not transfer if it was the old rule, even with the NIL. So NIL is not really the problem, in my opinion. It is the portal rules. Uh, am I right or wrong about this, Richard? Uh, I totally agree. I think it is the portal that, for fans, becomes the problem. Um, and also, I think, in, in, on the long view, for players, 
it, it's a problem. I, I do think if I went back to my time period, if someone asked me would I have gotten into portal if there was a portal available, I mean, I can't say that I would not have. I mean, because when you have that option as a player and a child or a kid, rather, because, you know, I know everyone wants to say they're adults and whatnot, but after playing so much years of professional basketball, I realized when I was in college, I wasn't as mature as I thought as I was. But, yeah, it's quite possible you probably will say just on a random day when you're not having a good day, and a good week or a good month that you're going to get in the portal and you want to change. But um, I do think that a lot of things with college sports, that is a problem because I don't think that a lot of the kids look at the long-term legacy that they would have by playing at one place connected to one fan base. And you never know what the grass is like on the other side. You think that it's greener, but oftentimes the grass is green where you water it. And uh, a lot of times if you stick it out, you might end up finding out on the long term it could be a better experience. And uh, as far as the NIL is concerned, uh, there is no NIL. I mean, I don't see any billboards. I don't see any advertisements. It's just pay-for-play. And if someone's just paying you to come recruit, you know, uh, you, you know, it's just not what the spirit of the rule should have been. So it definitely has to be some type of guardrails put on this thing. But um, I think the player, people think they're doing the best for them. I'm not so sure that it's the best situation for the player in the short term or the long term. And it's a lot of unintended consequences that came from this ruling. But uh, we'll just have to see how it all plays out. Yep, that. Well, I'm not, you know, it's just he's right there. It's just uh, it's a big mess. and uh, We're not going to get it corrected because we've got too many lawyers involved. And the federal government, you know, everybody has to has to have the opportunity to do everything they want this day and time. And with everybody's lawyered up, and uh, we we can talk about it on a radio show. It's good to talk about, but uh, the lawyering up is going going to affect it. Oh, absolutely, I, I agree. That it's, it's nothing to talk about from the standpoint of them changed it because it you know the, it's out of the box now. But at the same time, I was a player who obviously played three years of college and I graduated and I decided to go pro and start my professional career. A lot of times people are saying these players in college are pros and they should be treated as such. And it's not true at all. I played 13 years professional ball for about 12 different organizations in eight different countries. And when you're a professional, there is a consequence for your performance. And on the collegiate level, I think a lot of people don't realize how much these kids are protected from their performance. I was listening earlier when Caller was talking about, you know, a player who gave up sacks, five sacks in 32 seconds total in, in the last game of the season. If that happens in the NFL, they're dogging you all over sports talk radio. They're dogging you on the, on ESPN and everywhere that you watch. They find you for your performance. You're going to be cut. You don't see this kind of stuff on the collegiate game. People make mistakes all the time if you want to talk about the quality of their play. And there's no judgment. Every time you see it, it's the press conference at the end of the day, the coach saying, I have to get better. And I think that there's a level of accountability that happens on the collegiate level that all falls on the coaching staff, and it doesn't call from on the player. And you find out quickly as a professional how much responsibility falls on you, and you have to take ownership for that. And within the old system, players were far more protected under that bubble. I know they don't realize, but it's just the reality of it, and you'll find that out as you play professional, and you also find out that your value is not what you think it is once you do turn pro. Richard, when you were at Alabama, I don't know the exact 
rules as far as living situation. Did you guys all live in the same complex, or were you spread out all over Tuscaloosa? We we did live in the same complex. Now, I, I think we could have had the option uh, to do that, and, and a lot of it had to do if you were upperclassmen and had you know displayed a level of maturity and academic standing, then you were given a little bit more grace to live off campus or whatnot. But we generally all lived in the same place. Now, what does that, 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 I, yes. what does that do for, like, I know when Dad was here, Bryant Hall, they all lived there. Those guys were so close, like, and they were around each other all the time. Uh, now, these guys are spread out all over the place. So I'm sure you guys had a bond there because you were with each other all the time. So y'all wouldn't have let a guy get, leave you if you really didn't want him to or would have tried really hard to talk you about of it. I, I mean, no, you're exactly right. I, I remember my sophomore year, we actually had a couple of transfers. We were 13 and one and number four in the country. People don't realize that, that we had a lot of issues that took place. I would say, you know, my sophomore year, just un- unfortunate things. Uh, injuries and tragedies and whatnot that happened personally. But we were 13-1 and one and number four in the country. And we had several guys I remember. I had a roommate, Avery Jukes. He ended up transferring to Butler and playing for a national championship and had a big performance. I remember he transferred before the the um, the winter break. And I just remember just being like, man, this is my roommate. He was one of my best friends on the team. Everybody kind of wanted to stay. And, you know, he felt like he needed to go get a different opportunity. But you know, that was something that people just didn't do in that time. And when he did it, it, it was something that really kind of shook things up. We didn't win a lot of games after, even though he didn't contribute a low lot. The chemistry and just, you know, the feeling on the team when someone leaves it was a little bit different because we all were so close. We lived together. We ate together. You all bum rides to class or did what it walked to class together. So a lot of that that you had in the experience, but that experience, if I was to speak to young kids, and I would even say this in high school as well, because you see so many of these high school kids reclassifying, trying to get to college earlier because they think there might be a little bit more financial gain for their future. You better enjoy these moments of being young and being on a team and being coached by a quality coach who truly cares about you. And that's one thing that's happening with the portal and NIL. People love to make a joke. I see it all on, on social media all the time. You know, these old guys are getting out. They can't handle it. They don't know what to do in this new transition, and it's so funny. I'm glad to see that they're getting out of the game because it ain't no fun when the rabbit has the gun. It's like, dude, trust me, you want to play for a good coach. You mm-hmm. want to have a good experience because a lot of coaches, I would say most coaches are obviously not great coaches. You know, and that's not a knock to say that, you know, an average coach isn't a good coach. But when you play for a really, really good coach, it's so impactful, not just in your game, but in your life. And with this new system, you run out these old coaches who came in that they were coaching for peanuts and years ago and went through the, you know, the rigors of the grind of understanding how it is. And people looks at what they're making in 2021 and say, oh, man, well, this guy wasn't making that in 1965 and 70 when he was coaching, you know, middle school basketball and getting started. You know what I'm saying? So he's grown up through the ranks. And you have a quality coach that you think that you run off, and you'll never get that ever again. So I'm just saying from a standpoint of you don't know what you really got until it's gone. And people think that it's a joke, but it's, it's a bad thing for the development of the game. Yeah. Uh, breaking news here. Let me get your yeah. – uh, Julian. Your thoughts on Congrats Julian Saying, uh, who just 
sign with Alabama. So you talk about the money that they spent to recruit this kid going back and forth to the West Coast. Now, it used to be when you signed a scholarship, you had to stay your entire freshman year before you were an eligible transfer. Well, he's going in the transfer portal, uh, Richard. So <laughs> here's a guy that hadn't been in school here for well, a week and a half that can already get in the portal. <laughs> How is this stuff even happening now in college athletics? Uh, he's not even here – long enough to even try it out, uh, but is able to get in. And I don't know if that rule changed or not. Well, just uh, if I was, if he's as good as I, if they say he is, I would told I told the guy from Washington not to come. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they knew that that was going to happen. They took the quarterback from Washington. I don't know. Just off, it's just now breaking. Just your thoughts about that, Richard. Here's a kid that hadn't even uh, been here in Tuscaloosa a, a complete month, and he's already got himself in the portal. I mean, it's it's unfortunate to see for Tide fans. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I obviously hope for his personal sake that he made the right decision if he thinks that he did. Uh, I mean, as you mentioned in talking about the NIL or however people are being compensated, like I said, these kids are not professionals. Where does this happen in the pros that you get someone and you go ahead and you you pay them and do and they haven't even haven't even had a practice rep, you know? Like so, it's a totally different system to act like these people are worth that. How do you know if they're worth it? You know, because everyone they start reading on the message board, these guys are probably getting what they're worth. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know they're worth it? You know, it's the difference when you talk about the NFL, the NBA, and and whatnot. Someone has a track record that they have proven that they're able to do it on a consistent level over a period of time. They have been weeded out throughout everyone else on the competitive track. And you know what your investment is. These are recruits. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have recruits and good players and everything like that. And I'm not even saying the college kids shouldn't be compensated somehow. Uh, if the NIL was actually operating the way that it was or intended, then, yeah, it would probably be rewarding the players who have already performed well on the roster, not just as a way to get recruits. But if you look at this, whatever the guy got to actually be there now – what happened to that? Does he just get that and then move on to the next place and get another? And he hasn't even he hasn't even taken a snap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good. so if you do that as I just saw a situation if a player, I forget his name, he plays in a Spanish team. He just was in the NBA. He was signed to a team in Spain. He goes to the NBA. The team in Spain reserved his rights. He went back to Spain after being in the NBA for a couple of years, and he decided he was going to go to a Serbian team instead of the Spanish team that had his right. The Spanish team just sued the guy for a million dollars, and they won because he was supposed to return to the team that he was already on yeah. because they had his rights. Yeah, You know, and as you mentioned with the lawyers, you don't see this kind of stuff now. It's just the wild, wild west. You can do whatever you want to do. And the reality of it is, is that it is a very, very eye-opening situation for 17, 18-year-olds who have this. And I can say it as a top recruit myself. Listen, when the ball stops bouncing and you're no longer of that value, and I know everyone say get as much as you can when you can, it is an adjustment to deal with that no one wants you anymore. Yeah. When that, And it is a tough adjustment and most players are not suited to handle that particular situation so you feel good right now you're 16 you're 17 18 years old every coach in the country is calling you they're beating down your door to get there but 
they might not be beating it down in three, four years if they see that you can't play. Yeah. And and you got to live the rest of your life from 22, 23 years old as a person who thought they were on top of the world at 18. And you might not be anything at 22. And I'm telling you, that is a hard pill to swallow. College used to prepare you for that situation to deal with the ups and downs of life. And it was the hard coaching that you got from these coaches who were proven and won and understood it and had been through the ranks helped prepare you for what's going to come to you in life, even if you won or lost. And that's removed. You can't coach them hard. They're going to quit on you. Uh, Every player, if they have a bad week, man, they can't even come play because they might have some type of personal issue they're dealing with. You know, and it's like there's some values to those old ways that people were coaching and and had certain things. And I'm not saying you got to totally mistreat a kid, but you don't realize that it was some values that you gained from that until it's over. And the ball stops bouncing for everybody. Stop bouncing for me. Stop bouncing for you. It stops bouncing for everybody at some point. And the question is, is the current system going to prepare you for life? And I'm not so sure. Yeah, that. Well, um, on this basketball game, uh, tomorrow one o'clock. Uh, the key to this game is rebounding. There's no doubt about that. Uh, your boards of inside game. Tennessee has a better inside game. Uh, they're off their offensive boards. Naturally, uh, they've got to fight the offensive boards and, and be darn sure they get back. But if you look at keys, I know the outside shooting is big, and both teams are going to shoot it probably pretty well according to how they shoot it. One shoots it more than the other, attempts it more than the other. But I think the boards of the, of the real key defensively is big. Stopping Dalton for them is a, a big kid from is important because you got to find the best player on the other team. And I, I did and defend him really hard. Of course, Sears is I don't think his foot's okay. Be defended pretty hard. So I think I think the boards are, are a critical part of this game tomorrow. Well, I definitely agree with that. I think rebounding is always probably one of the most important thing you, you can't do anything if you don't get the ball and let people get you know um to allow teams to get second cracks at it offensively and i do think obviously tennessee is ranked third in the sec and rebound alabama's right behind them in fifth and it's not too much of a margin difference uh between no, the two um but but the difference of the rebounds is i do believe that tennessee has the physical edge they beat you up and wow. You know, they make the game dirty. And, and they really, if you look at their roster outside of Dalton Connect, they have pretty much the same team back they had last year. And Alabama went in Thompson Bowling last year with probably a more talented team. And Tennessee was able to make that game very, very ugly. And it was a tough game for Alabama to hit shots. But you talk about, you know, the defensive players that they have, Vescovy, uh, Meshack, um, Zakai Ziegler, the way he can pressure the ball, and then Adu down low. Um trying to clean things up and Dalton connect as well with good size at six foot six. Well, they physically can make it hard on Alabama, but I do agree with you. The outside shooting can be a, a key for Alabama to open. Well, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Tennessee goes through periods of time where they don't shoot it well too. Everybody does right. to some extent, but I think the cheap baskets inside combined with your outside play, if you study it enough and we had Bucky on the, not McMillan who I looked at some stats is, is critical, you know, to play to play Alabama, you have to get back and, and take away the cheap basket. But the problem that you have is that with, with people, 
you've got to recover and defend the three. And uh, my, you know, my thought would be, you know, for Pipes, Tennessee to defend the basket, but get to your people quick. You can't because the three will go up. Alabama gets better threes, better looks at the three than Kentucky does. Regardless of what anybody says, Alabama does. And if they if they get that, then they've got a good chance. Right. And also getting back when they run their transition offense, they run to the three-point line. Yeah. So it, it opens up a situation if you don't run to the paint and you fan out and find the three-point shooters early in transition, then it gives players like Mark Sears a crease to get all the way to the paint for the layup. So it is one of those things where it's a pick-your-poison situation. I think if Tennessee gets back well in transition and makes Alabama have to play in the half-court set, slow the game down, then Alabama could be in trouble. Um, game also being on the road definitely benefits, you know, Tennessee as well as they're starting to have a really good home court environment. But um, Alabama can play with anybody in this league. And I've said, tweeted several games ago, this league is wide open. And I, I know people, when they think, think I'm just saying that. But I do think that any team can beat anybody, even Mizzou and Vanderbilt. They're at the bottom, hadn't won a game. But, you know, playing at Memorial Gym is not easy. And Mizzou has talent. And they can play into a close, close game. So it's a wide-open uh, race here. And But Alabama definitely has a chance to be at the top at the end of the day. Uh, just talk about the league as a whole. I know you called uh, you called several games. You've seen these uh, teams in person. Uh, just what's your thoughts about the SEC this year, Richard? Well, I, I do think if I was a team that I put a little bit above others, I would probably put Auburn just slightly ahead above the rest of the field. I think just because when you talk about Janai Broom and what he can do interior-wise, they also have about 10 players deep. And, 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 you know, after playing international ball for so long, they have an international-type rotation to their roster. What I mean by that is they go 10 deep. The top player, Janai Broom, is only playing around a little under 25 minutes a game. And – they have players who come in and play their role well and fit well to what they're doing. So when you have a team that can do that and everyone is embracing their small role on the team, then it comes together as a, as a stronger force. Um, and they're playing really good basketball right now, and they have a good home court advantage. Uh, but I do think the class of the league, you know, you got Auburn, Alabama's got to be in that conversation, Kentucky and Tennessee, who's already dropped one. Um, you know, but uh, they're, they're definitely – have a chance to be the SEC champion in regular season, but Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, South Carolina, those teams have been very impressive all season long and have really good momentum coming in from the non-conference that have done a great job in the first four games of the SEC play. So there's not an easy game this year. I, I do think that the champion of this league, I mean, I don't see anybody going 16-2. and two. You know, it might be a four-loss champion uh, at the end of the day. Maybe flirting even, maybe even five. I mean, it's it's really going to happen when some teams are going to hit their lumps. I don't see anybody who's just going to go sixteen and two this year. Well, we've had uh, we've had twenty-eight games played thus far, and the record uh, for the home team is twenty and eight. Yeah. Well, the home court advantages are going to definitely be a huge. Well, twenty and eight is, you know, twenty and eight is pretty big advantage. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge. Yeah, Richard. Before I let you go, um, is it time for Alabama to get a new arena? Uh, you know, I know you played here in Coleman, but you go to Auburn. People laugh about how small it is, but they have created an environment with the with the student seating around that court. Uh, just. Uh, really incredible. Uh, it's hard to have that environment with the seating 
the way it is here in, in Tuscaloosa. Just your thoughts. Is it time? Just we got to figure out a way to get this thing done. Well, I'll say this. When I retired about three years ago and I had my first game that I called, I, I went back to the Coleman Coliseum, you know, for a game for the first time in almost 15 years. And I was thinking to myself, I said, I don't un- I don't get it. I mean, it was a great atmosphere. I don't understand why they felt like they needed a new arena. But now after working the job with SEC Network and traveling around and seeing other arenas, yeah. what they have to offer, yeah. uh, I understand more why, um, you know, people feel like they need a, a new arena. Now, I think that the venue is definitely sufficient. If people come, just come to the game. Yeah. I mean, but – when you talk about the experience compared to what other people have at other uh, venues as far as a uh, game day experience or if you want to pay to have the club level experience, um, the seating where maybe people are feel like they're a little bit closer, uh, it, it definitely is something that should be highly considered. And I think Alabama fans would be excited that they had that. But regardless, I don't care if you get a new arena or you stay in Coleman Coliseum. I think you just need to show up to the game. It's just that period. Show up and be rowdy. Listen, if there's one thing I would challenge Alabama basketball fans, and Alabama basketball fans, Alabama sports fans in general, and this is not, you know, just to totally criticize us, but at the same time, it's like we have had so much success in athletics that a lot of times you come to games and you just have an expectation of winning. You're just watching. Come to basketball games and be rowdy. It's supposed to be an atmosphere where you come in and you let loose from being at work all day long, and you come in and you become another factor that makes the opposing team have a hard time to play. Don't just come and sit there. And you watch all the time. I watch games on TV, and sometimes I'm working, and people just sitting there just watching the game. With their legs crossed. Get up on your feet. (laughs) Get your legs crossed, just sitting there watching the game. You know, and Jay Williams criticized Alabama when they played Clemson. I was on the call for a Florida versus Wake Forest game. And at the time, I, I didn't think it was necessarily professional that he said that. You know, I felt he probably should have been coming in off his break and doing what his producer was telling him as far as what they're supposed to be talking about. But he said it was like a tennis match. And quite frankly, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. But it's a challenge for the Alabama faithful. You need to come to the games, get up on your feet, and make the environment a tough environment for people to play and cheer when you're supposed to cheer. Not only when there's an alley-oop after there's been a 5-7-0 run, you cheer sometimes when your team is down to try to propel them to get back in the game. But that's what I would say. If you got a new arena, I don't care what you got. Show up. Get your butt up and go in there and and cheer for the team and support it. If you're going to be a supporter, then support it. Um, but as far as uh, talking about Coleman Coliseum, I do hate that if people want to move on, because I played there, obviously, but I look at legendary coaches, legendary players. Um, Alabama has a rich basketball history that I think is underrated, that people don't talk about enough, even within Alabama's fan base. And it would be sad to see a place that has had so much talent, you know, roam the sidelines and play on that court to move on to something different. Because if you look at Historically, the best places in the country, history-wise, you know, they're still playing in those gyms that they've had, and everybody respects that. I just wish people would respect what they have right now with Coleman uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Richard, great stuff, my man. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. uh, Take this break. That's the Tide 100.9 SE Home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. It remains a very quiet Friday morning all across the region. Always the words you want to hear on the morning drive. I-2059, if you're traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale, you're moving to posted speeds there. A trip down from Northport on Lurling Wallace, crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge to Jack Warner. Problem-free conditions, and McFarland is moving nicely as well from Coker through the Northport area down to the I-20 interchange. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Coming up next on the Stingray Show. Calling all Crimson Tide football fans, I'm personally inviting you to join in on the Stingray Show Friday evening when we will be joined by former Tuscaloosa County High School fullback who took his talents to the University of Alabama from 2003 through 2006. I'm talking about the dynamic fullback LaRon McLean will join us on the Friday evening edition of the Stingray Show. Make sure you tune in. Tune in to the Stingray Show, Friday nights, 6 to 7 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and 1230 a.m. WTBC. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Forecast gradual clearing today, colder, the high in the upper 30s at 39. Much colder tonight, the sky fair, the low at 16. And tomorrow we stay below freezing all day. A good supply of sunshine, the afternoon high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. The Minnesota Timberwolves are still the best in the West. And scoops it up into the front court, crosses over, looking to attack in the lane. Good pump fake, spin, layup, good, and a foul. 27 for Ant, 25 in the second half, and he's got a free throw coming up. Timberwolves radio network on the call. Anthony Edwards ended with 28 points, but 26 of them came in the second half as the Timberwolves topped the Grizzlies 118-103. to The Pacers beat the Kings in Sacramento 126-121. Pascal Siakam is expected to make his debut for Indiana in Portland on Friday. In college hoops, South Florida with the upset over number 10, Memphis 74-73 was the final. At the Australian Open, number one seed Novak Djokovic and number four seed Coco Goff both won their third round match in straight sets, meaning they are both advancing to the round of 16 at the Australian Open. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Knipper, he'll kick off this 8 o'clock hour. Andrew is my Allstate insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. Tell them exactly what you're looking for. They'll run the quote for you. Email it right there to you. They'll take great care. You've been in this community since 2002. They know Tuscaloosa inside and out. 205-722-9201. Andrew Kniffer, Allstate Insurance. All right. We'll put the phone lines, uh, 205-342-9904. 
I don't know if Pete Thamel was the first uh, to report it. I guess it wasn't Chris Lowe, at least. Uh, but Julian saying, Dad, if somebody's listening and they know the rule, uh, text me, call us, uh, 205-342-9904. Normally, when you sign a scholarship, you have to fulfill one year of residence there before uh, you leave. Uh, Alabama brought this kid in. Uh, he practiced for the bowl. Uh, he's in class. Uh, they've been in class a week now, uh, so I don't know if he finishes out the semester here, but he's already put his name in the transfer portal. Uh, people with, that were maybe criticizing Coach for taking a quarterback yesterday, I'm sure he probably knew this and then why. Uh, I guess maybe just your thoughts. And you talk about you talk about this all the time, how much money that they spent to recruit this kid, going back and forth to California, uh, I don't know. Just your thoughts about it. Well, if, you know, they, they fired a guy who was going to coach him and who's been with him all uh, at the bowl games and uh, has been practicing with him. From all indications, I know nothing, but from what I can gather, the guy is something else, a real, really great player. Now, they try to downplay it a little bit by saying he's, you know, he has great skill or he has good, you know, they really downplayed as much as they could probably has the most skill pattern of anybody that's on their team, including Milrow. May not, may not run with it quite as well. I have no idea about that. But they're losing uh, an awfully good player. And um, I don't know whether the coach could advise the new head coach to bring somebody in on top of somebody that already had three quarterbacks. Or not, I, I think it was without, and I'm not a critical guy of anybody coaching you, as most of you know, because I know how hard it is. But I, I think that's a little bit questionable to me um, because this guy was is supposed to be something else. Yeah, so it was kind of like the Tyler Buckner situation last year. We couldn't understand when you had Ty Simpson, you had Mill Rowe, you had a guy, Lonergan, you had uh, Eli Holstein at that time who was since transferred to Pittsburgh. You know, why would you bring in another quarterback? Uh, you know, these guys are going to be looking over, looking at you saying, like, we got everything we need here. You're bringing another guy. This guy's bringing a guy. And it turned out to kind of be a flop. Uh, but, uh, you know, you bring in – that's one position that you're not playing multiple guys. Now, we don't know, you know, this guy coming in, did that trigger Julian saying, or was Julian saying already yeah. considering this? That. That, that's what we don't know. Yeah, but right. uh, But – um, you know, still more negative news, I guess, is coming out. So, uh, you know, there'll be some positive eventually come, and it may not be to the spring, the positive that Alabama fans won't. Now, Justin, you're on board saying you don't think this is quite as big a deal uh, because you felt like Milrow would be the starter next year and Ty Simpson was ready to take – the reins after him, so it may have been three years before this kid even saw the field. This, what are your thoughts on it uh, there? Yeah, I, that's basically it. I, I, he's a great talent. We know that the the kind of quality of player that we've gotten out of California recently, uh, most recently Bryce Young, and that turned out great for us, Heisman winner. But like I like you just said, Barry, uh, reiterating my thoughts, I didn't think Sane would see the field for at least three years. I think Milrow has this locked up as much as we want to talk about there being a quarterback competition. I don't see him not starting this next year. And then Ty Simpson, with what we've seen him do in a a short period, 
I think Ty Simpson could have started last year as well. So I think he easily has the backup position locked, and and he's committed to uh, to stay and, and take over once Milrow leaves for the NFL. You didn't think you don't think Saban could have come, would have come unless he thought he could beat them all out. Maybe many people wanted him. No, I I think he, I think Saban. I I mean I think he could have won the job. Sure, I just don't think that was going to happen. And I think Saban was more so. You, so you think he's going to come in here and sit three years? Well, well, now he's not. Well, I mean, you thought so. You you were thinking he was. You were thinking after Milrow, would he, think was, he wouldn't come here if he thought he was going to sit three years. Well, I mean, these guys like him. I mean, they're ultimate. He's rated the best quarterback in the country, I believe. So they they have ultimate confidence. But I think once you get there, the stars fall off. Uh, the game, the speed of the game. I don't know. I mean, you. So you think he was going to come in and just clearly beat out Ty Simpson? Well, I, I think Ty Simpson is is as good as as he says he is. I, I think he is. I think he's very good. Justin says he's good. I agree with him that he is very good. From what I can gather from people inside, this guy from California is a real some kind of player. Now I don't, I don't know that for sure, but uh, just listen to what people say. He, he would never have come in here. Uh, they never have, would have convinced him to come in here if he thought he was going to be sitting around a long time. Um, I think he was. I think he would have come in here with a new offensive coordinator and 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 fought Milrow for his job. See, and I I agree with you as well, Coach. It brings up the question then. I think there's two points. Was Julian saying, did he feel slighted that this Washington quarterback came in? And then did he feel that he couldn't compete for the job then? Because is that why he's in the portal now? Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's two reasons. I think think of all the things you could have done that's negative, in my opinion, would be to bring in somebody on top of this guy. As I know it now, I could be dead wrong. But I think that's something that you know you – you find out who he recruited. You you get Tommy to tell you what he he thinks about him as, as he walks out the door, and uh, you know we'll see. I I look on the internet yesterday. It's uh, Millville's going to be a lot better because he's got a new offense. Because he's got a new offense offensive coordinator. Bull crap. Not going to be any better. He's a good player now, but he's not going to be any better because of that. Tommy Reese did a good job with him. Yeah, uh, and you know the the offense that uh, Coach DeBoer, those guys ran at Washington. That's not the offense that uh, Milrow runs. Now he did say at the press conference, we will tailor our offense sure. around uh, our personnel. Uh, and so, but you got two different types of guys that I'm saying yep. are uh, Ty Simpson. They're, they're different players than Milrow, correct? So you almost have to have yeah, two. Can offense. you imagine a guy that practiced with the team? Gets on the plane and flies for the champ for the, for the semifinals of the national championship, and is out there with the team and and practiced all this time and comes back and puts himself in the transfer portal. That's uh, that's un that's that's uncotton picking believable to me. But well, is there a difference in him and Caleb Downs, who was uh, the SEC oh, freshman of the year? Who had a lot of success here, putting his name in. That's what I'm saying. Like these. Well, guys, the, the difference is that that Robinson's going over there, and they got him to get him, and he recruited him along as uh, he recruited him for Alabama and, and lost him, and uh, to Alabama. Uh, I, I I think I mean got him. I'm sorry for Alabama got him, but uh, I just think that this uh, yeah, there's a difference because the guys 
the guy knows the situation, and he's got a guy that he trusts going over to Georgia as, a, as one of the coaches. And I don't, but they can criticize Kirby all they want to. But when Coach Saban left the University of Alabama, it was it was Katie bar the door for people to come in and get players. The coaches at Texas had too much respect for Coach. The coaches at Georgia had too much. They, they, they didn't fight it as hard. It just, and when Nick Saban left, not only did a bunch of money leave with him, because the people that brought in money brought in money for two reasons. They loved Alabama, and also they cared about Nick Saban. Part of that's gone. How's uh, how's everybody going to react to this today, Justin? Is this going to be uh, <laughs> the people that were given A pluses? They going to give an A plus? That's why I don't think it's a little early to be giving out grades. Well, you uh, know, Barry, you you commented on my my jersey I'm wearing. I'm gonna just ignore all this. I'm in hockey mode. Now. <laughs> <laughs> avoid hockey the mode. stress. Yeah, avoid the stress. So uh, that'll make a you know a lot of news uh, now. The people outside the state of Alabama are celebrating. Uh, Alabama has uh, had so much success under Nick Saban. Uh, they've been in the Final Four, you know, so many times. Uh, so now they're kind of seeing how the other side lives a little bit. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of celebration uh, going on. Uh, you think maybe Yellowwood down there, they might just say, hey, let's get this kid down here. We need a starter. He's a little bit better than Peyton Thorne. How much is it going to cost to get Joe? Yeah, well, uh, let me tell you something. It's going, to be, it's going to be a big paycheck for this kid. Yes. It's going to be a big monthly paycheck for him. But even, even the people out west, uh, he'll get, uh, you know, he'll he'll write the figure on the check. They'll and say. Then they'll sign it. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, we're going to send you a check. You fill in the amount. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, you, yeah. and Julia, while you're doing it, make it per month. Do you think uh, if I'm Tommy Reese, I'm going to try to attach myself to this kid, yeah. right? But as good as he said, they say he is, yeah. Yeah, because that might help me get a job. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens with Tommy Reese. You know, that, that's, a, that's an interesting comment you make there. That That is uh, uh, so true. Um, uh, you know, can you can you bring Juden with you? Uh, his his feelings towards it's like Milrow like like Tommy a great deal. I thought he thought he really helped him some, even though I liked both of them. So I, I think that's that said yes, but I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if, you, if he's tied to you, uh, we got. Uh, Guy sending me a direct message here it says the situation of negative recruiting is killing the whole team and fan base. This is making the new coaching staff look like complete fools. It uh, brings a true. sense that all SEC rivals will kill this staff for years to come on the recruiting trail. Um, are you a little bit surprised that uh, with all these hires that you don't see guys with more SEC recruiting experience? No, I think he hired he hired people that he wanted. I, I just think that you know we're we're talking about what's going to happen now. In the future, you can come in and start recruiting and do well. But the nows part is that all the the that guy that sent that and everybody now think that Alabama should be just as good today as they were yesterday, and that's that everybody has a slide. There's some people that slide. All teams, but football, basketball. They slide. Tennessee's been sliding for years. They get him back a little bit. Florida is sliding the other way. 
and uh, that, that, it, that you can't keep it the way that everybody wants it all the time. Yep. All right, we'll take this break. Uh, just the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. If you're traveling along northbound 69 from 15th Street up to Middle Area Road, expect a 13-minute drive, 12 minutes on the southbound side. Meantime, on 2059 between Skyland Boulevard and the I-359 interchange, that's an 8-minute drive both directions. And along eastbound McFarland from airport to Jack Warner, a 12-minute drive there with some backup now beginning to form. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, you may rain decided that the best way to advertise great southern Wood was two coaches, Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, forecast gradual clearing today. Colder, the high in the upper 30s at 39. Much colder tonight. The sky fair, the low at 16. And tomorrow we stay below freezing all day. A good supply of sunshine, the afternoon high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. So that's the second uh, new recruit that Alabama signed that that enrolled um, here and was here for bowl price. So Jew and Sayan now is in the portal of, and then also Grimsley, uh, Jameer Grimsley, kid from Tampa, Florida, also put his name. We got some app messages coming in saying Julian Sayan would have been the starter in 2025, according to Paulie Z. Uh, Johnny G says these kids don't care about UAA. We shouldn't care about them. Uh, we better get mercenary and cut throat as these spoiled children uh oh, um yes justin well i'm i'm sure we'll comment on that as well but the, another app message <laughs> if are you saying this one from team tonio uh-uh. he's uh he's all on your boat he says at some point we got to blame the head coach hire he was all on until some moves were made i've seen enough the first two losses of players he means an uproar for the job must be said um, I, I don't know that I was be, being critical. I was just saying they got to win 
Maybe I was. They got to win some of these battles. No, I, I don't think you're being critical. You just said he didn't need an A plus. Is what no, well, no, he doesn't. Well, I don't think he needs a grade. It's. I mean, we're going to grade because he hired these guys. Uh, I think he hired the right guy. So. I'm sorry. I think he hired the right. You're talking about the football part guy. Well, I'm not talking about the offense coordinator. Everybody obviously oh. thinks he's. Uh, you know, Nick Saban tried to hire him last year, um, and so I mean, I, I'm assuming he's here. Um, but Nick, Nick Saban interviewed about five people for that job, for the offense coordinator job, for Tommy's job. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. How you doing, Barry and Coach? We're good. How are you, Cowboy? Uh, I, I feel like I've been hit upside the head with a two to four this morning. Who hit you, Reese? Who hit you, uh, Julian Sayan? Yeah. Um, this situation, I don't know. Y'all going to probably make fun of me, but it's just, it's just sad that um, the number one quarterback in the country in high school football, supposedly, Jalen Milrose, during the practices for the Michigan game, when Sayans got there, said, this kid can really throw it. Man, he can swing it. He's got some spin on the ball. And that's the starting quarterback, you know, talking about Julian Sayans and, you know, giving him cred with the team and, you know, bragging on him. And... Then this new coaching staff comes in, and I guess I guess we've lost him. And you know his other two choices with Georgia and LSU. If, if Kirby comes and gets this guy, um, you know I, I think things are going to you know the fan base is going to implode. Probably I, my phone has been been well. Just put a G on your hat. Ended up this morning with text. <laughs> About this. Take your app, put, put a G on it. Put a G on your hat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Coach Sanderson said back in August, you know, maybe we should have just, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's going to laugh at me for this. Maybe we should just hire Tommy Reese. He could have probably kept this thing better. I mean, intact better. At least they knew who he was. I don't know. Or is it, or let let me ask money? a really controversial question. And I don't, and, could Nick Saban have done this in another way to where it wasn't such a shock here? Maybe if he knew or if he didn't genuinely know till the, you know, five minutes before he went and met with the team, uh, could he have handled it Is there, in hindsight? Now, you don't ever know. And, or whenever he yeah. left, I think Dad's been saying this. It ain't gonna yeah. be the same, guys. When this guy leaves, you ain't you don't understand. It's gonna be and maybe this yeah. is more of a uproar and, and and losing these guys than we even thought. Is there another way he could have done it that that would have helped maybe salvage some of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. I know I know nobody wants to say a farewell to her, but Coach Krzyzewski <laughs> told the team and the players he was leaving in that year, you know, maybe next year or this year we could have got to you know, a certain point and saying, hey guys, this, this is going to be it. But, you know, I think the people at Georgia knew this was happening. Before the Georgia-Alabama game, Kirby goes up to Coach Saban and says, hey, I appreciate everything that you did for me. You're a great coach. And he said that in a tense, if you listen to it, like he knew something was up. 
And um, and then I've got a friend that works in the Georgia department with Kirby, and um, and call and I got a call from him five days before this happened, and he was telling me, "Hey, we're hearing that this is getting ready to happen tomorrow." And I, I had heard and you know, blah blah blah. Uh, all right uh let's call back cowboy we can't uh catch that dad i'll pose it to you i don't know there is a right time i don't know that you know the reaction i don't know that it would have been any different if he was on the farewell tour uh i think these guys probably still would have bolted uh is there you know hindsight if if you'd announced it early with coach uh, the court of the the ones that you've already signed, they'd be eighty eight eighty eight and out the gate. They'd have too much time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't. I, I would think any Alabama fan uh, would would have wanted to take their chances on coach just waiting until he he knew for sure. Like the, you know, they really would like for him to still be here. So if he didn't know for sure then don't do anything until he felt like, uh, you know, I think he got away from it for a week or two and they went down to uh, Jupiter, uh, which I know he's down there for a month. Now went down there, they kind of uh, refreshed a little bit, talked it through and decided it was the best move because the time to make that decision. I talked to a guy yesterday that's with him the entire time in California uh, he said, Barry, you ain't never seen a guy that works like this. He said, like, I'm 43, and this guy was – I was exhausted at the end of every day. This guy's on the go all the time. going Who's he talking time. about? Coach Saban, uh, when he was in California. This guy follows him around, you know, guards him or whatever. And he was just saying this guy was working like you can't believe. And he said at 72, he said at 43, I was exhausted uh, well. at the end of each day. I've been positive with him the whole time, and I still am because I think coach is very good, and I think he's got going to do fine. But uh, it ain't going to be the the kind of fine that they're going to have when they go through the schedule. It's not going to be the kind of fine that people think. And when you take a guy like Sayers and lose him based on a guy who's been a red shirt, now you may be uh, you said it, uh, you didn't say it, you think it, or thought it, and I thought it. Maybe he had had his mind made up that he was going to transfer before they ever did this. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, if that's the case, then I need to, I need to keep my mouth shut. But if 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 they did it without I, I conferring with him, I, you know, I'd be darn sure that that Judah. Was, I'd be darn sure he was happy. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, they say he is. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure this kid's probably here. Uh, you know, these kids all want to play right away. Like and he, he's realizing, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win this job next year. Uh, you know, unless they're injury or something. Because uh, Jalen Milrow is a pretty good player. He's got a lot of experience. He's uh, projected to be a Heisman candidate. So I'm not gonna really hit the field. Have a chance to really even hit the field till 2025. I really want to do that. Or let me find me a situation. There's plenty of places I can probably go and be the starter day one. And it'll be interesting to see where he ends up going. Uh, if if he goes to Georgia, he's not going to be the starter day one. Uh, and poor Cowboy, he might. If he Cowboy, he was low. God. 
he was real. I'm not laughing at him being low, but he was really low. Uh, if Julian Sayan went to Auburn, what would happen? I mean, oh, he's got to he, he's got to look at that and say, oh. "I can go down there and be the starter." Oh, right? great guard seat. <laughs> I mean, he's got he got I got to beat out Peyton Thorn. I think you could beat out Peyton Thorn. What do you think, Dad? I think you'd be close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you right, I'm telling you right now. You, yeah, I don't. I don't know what people think about that. Oh, yeah. Would you still give him an A plus if he went to Auburn? Would you be giving him an A plus? Um, but they need a starter, right? I mean, I think that kid's got to look at a place and see where, where I could go be a starter. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Morning, Tom. Hey, I, I hate to call twice. No, you're good. But, uh, you're good. The conversation's been very good this morning, as usual. And um, But you said something I want you to clarify for me. What do you know about Coach Saban going to Jupiter? You said he's been down there for a few days. The intention is to stay a month at Jupiter that maybe he's reconsidering his decision. Did you say that? No, no, no. I no, said no. no. Before he, he went down, not this time, before, and then they came back, and then the next day is when he announced. I think they went, went to get away, talk it through, uh, and then he came back and went to the office, was interviewing people, then decided to go through with it. So I think they just went down. Now, now this time, he after that press conference with Coach DeBoer the next day, he and Miss Terry have gone down there for a month. They're going to be down there until February. So not, no, he's not down there rethinking it now. I was in the, the first time they went. I think they, they just went to get away. When you – Dad can tell you this better than me. The time to make that decision is not right after the season. Like, you got to give it a week or so. And, yeah, you know, I, I- – with you and, and it, it all has I mean when you look at it it's like he he got pissed just you know over like in a few days and said you know the heck with this I ain't got to do this and 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 it looked to me like that was the kind of decision he made yeah. you know more of a spur of the moment than you would have thought he'd done but that's what it appears to be don't you agree he just said, look, you know what? I've been trying to hire this guy. I can't hire him. I've been trying to hire that guy. Nobody wants to come. Nobody thinks I'm going to be here very long. And, you know, he even said that in the exit uh, interview with Reese. He said, I just, you know, uh, nobody wants to commit because they don't know how long I'm going to be here anymore. Well, so, I think he, and I think he, I think he genuinely, I know people go back to the Miami situation, but whatever. I think he genuinely, wants to tell you the truth. And so in the recruiting trail, when the guy says, well, coach, you going to be there three or four years? He found it hard to tell him, yeah, I'm going to be. That's what he, he's saying. Yeah, because he, right. he didn't want to lie to him. He, he, yeah. uh, the, the, the deal on it, y'all, is simply this. If he was a national championship, he was going to retire. He did not know, could not decide what he wanted to do if he didn't win it. When he went, when I said he was going to retire a long time ago, I I thought that there was a chance he would, so I blurted it out. I think he's going to retire because uh, I thought that at that time I, when it was over, and it just happened to be right. But when he goes out recruiting in California, he really hadn't pushed the button on whether he's going to retire or not. 
because he just hadn't. He, he put, he's going to push the button quick if he wins the national championship. But if he, he hadn't, he just prior to all that, he hadn't. He hadn't decided. He hadn't decided when he called Miss Terry thirty minutes before he was going to meet the team. He he was forty sixty percentage wise as to whether he's going to retire or not. That's how close it was. And and um, you know he he did. This is something you think through, and you say, "Okay, we won't, I'm going to do it." So it, it was a booger bear decision. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to tell y'all too. Uh, Richard uh, Hendricks is—that's a great interview y'all do with him uh, when he comes on. And uh, I, I was going to commend you on that, but I, I wanted to say something about the arena, if you don't mind. Sure. I, I know that. Yeah. That uh, Barry advocates for a new arena. I don't know enough about anything to to argue with him on that point. But I was going to tell you, a bunch of us went to one of the basketball games. Uh, oh, it's two or three weeks ago. It was on a, a Friday night. You know how they play on Friday night in kind of the preseason mode. And uh, we were, we walked and, and we were walking up. Uh, the the very front of uh, of the Coliseum, and you know the Mile Moors on your right, the baseball fields on your left, all that kind of stuff. And it, and it was nice. That place was lit up. And I was telling uh, one of the people there, I said, you know, this place is absolute. I said, when you're walking up here and those lights are on, you get to thinking about all the games we come to, all the events they had in it. It's hard not to like that daggum Coliseum. I agree with Richard. You know, it, it's just got a lot of history to it that uh, I would hate to see go away. And uh, and I agree with him on this, too. Our history in basketball is so freaking good and doesn't get enough credit for how good it is. I, I agree with that point, too, but... I wanted to bring that up about how beautiful Coleman was. Well, let, let me say this. Let me say time. this to you. Let me say this to you. I keep my mouth out of it. I don't say anything about it. If you if you notice that, right. The, the difference is that Barry doesn't catch on. Is the people, the students at Auburn support their team better than the students at Alabama. And you don't may not like that, but if if if, if it, it, it could be a big deal at Alabama if the students overflowed that place to where they didn't have enough seats to sit in. Um, mm, I would there, say there, I there's would no say. there's no doubt that in football and basketball the students support their team better at Auburn than they do Alabama. They all can like it, y'all can all like it or lump it, but that's the truth. Well, I would think that there's as many Alabama students in there as there are Auburn students because there's not as many seats in there. And if those student Alabama students were around the court that they could create a much better environment than what's in there now. So, Well, I, 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 I've been there when that place was absolutely electric. I mean, and, and, and I'm not talking about just one time. I'm talking about a bunch of times. But yeah. I, I, I'm that. not going to the new arena because, you know, I realize things must change. And, and, uh, and, and I wouldn't oppose something that would better us in basketball at all. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right, we got an app message here. Don't be shocked at saying ending up at Ole Miss or Auburn. If he ends up at either place, Greg Byrne is going to have to announce some pretty big news. I don't know what that means. Why would Greg Byrne 
What does he mean there? Greg Burns might have to announce some pretty big news. Uh, uh, Dad, could you see saying that Ole Miss for Auburn going and playing for Lane Kiffin? Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, what, what's <laughs> what's Greg Burns going to be able to do about that? They're going to do in that. Nate, you know, they, he's made the decision. I think the guys are an excellent football coach. It, it doesn't matter who you hired. No, I mean, this is going to be happening. Maybe unless see, you got Sark. You should have seen, seen Ray Perkins walk down. I was caught in picking halls when Coach Bryant got out. And go down and take the tower down. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes. Three four five one two three four. Have a tragedy that uh, affects your life. Uh, been hit. Uh, had an accident that didn't need to be an accident. Things that are confusing to you. Prince Glover and Hayes can help you. They'll give you uh, all the advice that you need on the telephone. And then if you they feel that you need to go through with it, they've had a thousand billion cases like the ones you're going to talk about. Then go by seven one Rice Mountain Road. This is little three four five one two three four Prince Clever and Hayes. All right, uh, you know who's on hold. You got bad news uh, being out. Your man Dicker's on hold. We'll get to Digger when we get back. And Cowboys back in. This is Tide one hundred point nine is the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. You still think all tied? The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You schedule a service right there. They got the 2024s are in, the Grand Highlanders, the Tacomas. Uh, obviously, all the beautiful cars they got there. The Toyota RAV is a, is a really hot-selling car. So get by there, Skyland Boulevard today. Justin, uh, David DeSantis, these guys do an absolutely outstanding job in this community, and they will take great care of you. All right, to the uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline. Digger, you happy? About what? All the players leaving Alabama. Uh, no. You're, you're, you got Nye Black, you got Bond over there at Texas. We got three of them. We got your linebacker, too. Who, who's that? Uh, Blackshire. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the guy, he was, he was a backup to, um, but anyway, neither here or there, you know. You got to keep in mind some of these players are coming from Texas, and they want to go back home. Think about Julian Sayan. Think about it now. He's in California. His parents got a 
fly all the way to Tuscaloosa. Do y'all even have an airport out there? Yeah, we have one. Holy cow. It's for private air, we have one. I mean, my goodness. Can you imagine the trouble that you got to go through to get to Alabama from California to watch your son play football? Did that change? No? He li- they live in California. It takes you three hours to drive five minutes. They don't care about that. <laughs> Listen, you got a bigger problem. <laughs> I don't think this, this is the house of cards now. What about Justice Haynes? I'm telling you, I promise you, he's got one foot out the door and one foot in not knowing what to do, man. He's got to know what's going to happen, man. So I, and I'm not wishing this upon you because, trust me, I wanted Saban to stay so we can get a winning record against him. No, we're going to end up with two and two against Saban. But, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, you only won against Washington. Two, you only two. How many times is Washington? Many we'll time, fix that, by the how way. How many times has Sark beaten DeBoer? 0-2, oh 0-2. And two, oh and Why do you got to remind me about this? <laughs> Come on. These were bowl games. <laughs> but real quick, real quick, $271 million. Bowl games? It was a Final Four game. Final Four game, Digger. You're acting like, like it was the, the Peach bowl, bowl. And a bowl game. $271 million. You know what that is? That's the total revenue that the University of Texas hauled in this year, all because they went to the final four. Okay? okay. The moneymaker. Okay. Is Julian I don't saying, know what is Julian saying better than Arch Manning? I don't know. I never seen him play. Yeah. All I hear all this badly who and you never really know how good the player is because once they commit to Alabama, holy cow <laughs> the star has risen. But real quick, I wanted to say O'Brien going to Ohio State. You'll love this. Are you ready? Yeah. He's worked four years with Belichick, four years with Saban. Between all of those Super Bowls and Natty, he did not win one. That guy's a problem. And you're lucky that he's going to Ohio State because I'm telling you, they're going to fall off the cliff like you wouldn't believe. There you go. All right, let me go after my dog. Thank you, Digger. What's the name of that dog? <laughs> he hates it when I ask him DeBoer's record against uh, Sark. All right, Cowboy, you got a better cell service now? Yeah, I walked outside the office and forgot to take my phone. And I had my ear plugged. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's been, a de- been a devastating 10 days, and you just can't get any good news. I mean, you know, I'm sure people are going to say, I'm crazy here, but Washington's got all their coaches announced, and the guy they hired on Monday, we hired a guy on Friday, and we don't need, you know, there's no public knowledge on the website of who the coaches are. Um, you know, it's just a different way of doing things, but... Uh, We'll see. You know, I, I just got a call saying that the uh, board and them uh, like the, the Mac kid that transferred in from Washington better than Saban. You know, I don't know. You know I don't know what's going on. No, it's, it's not so possible for now. him to know. 
Well, they've coached that kid. Obviously, didn't play. They coached they him all year, that. so they feel good about him. Obviously, uh, yeah, you can't you know, compare. The thing is, what will happen with Ryan Williams? Uh, you need to win that one. But is he going to come here with everybody leaving? Uh, is he going to high five him on the way out the door? So it hurts your chances of getting a guy like that as well uh, with all these guys yeah. leaving. But I, I, I guess there was no good way this was going to end, and it just hurts, I guess. You yeah. know? But um, it, it, back in the Coach Bryant day, Coach Anderson, it, 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 we didn't have this social media thing just nope. blasting new stuff. I don't have thing, everything was different. Yeah, yeah. So you could absorb the blows better, but now they're just, they hit you like a two before right in the head every five minutes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, Tennessee tomorrow, what you got, Coach? Yeah, uh, I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a good game. I think inside play is going to be key. Both of them will shoot it pretty well outside. Um, yeah. You know, you got to stop their Dalton. They're good. What his name is? Player. Um, so I, I hey, think it'll be a good connect, game. Coach. Do I? Yeah. Connect. Yeah, connect. Yeah. So uh, connect that. But connect is hey. some player, and that you know you got always got somebody that you got to stop, and they'll do probably. I just think they got a rebound play inside with them. Both of them will get their share of points outside, but the the boards and the second shots and keeping the cheap baskets away from them uh, is going to be the difference in the game. Yeah. Is, uh, Barry, I think the, the league was appropriate in what they did to Coach Oates. I thought they might suspend him again. What did you think? Uh, right, what? Yeah, I thought they could suspend they, they, it. They, they, oh. They could have suspended him a game. Obviously, they they didn't. But uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, the reprim- I don't know what a reprimand really does, but uh, they did do it. So um, anyway. yeah. Hey, hey, does, does John David Crow's grandson play much for Tennessee? Uh, uh, I didn't know he was there. Really, John David yeah, Crow's grandson's there. Yeah, on the basketball team. Really? Uh, Reagan's daughter. I mean, Reagan's son. And uh, John David Phillips, his son. John David's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah, his son's on the basketball team at Tennessee. I don't know if he plays much. I hadn't seen him in a game whenever I've seen him on TV. You know, John David's son lost his life. A guy ran over him. Oh, no, no. John David Phillips that played quarterback at Alabama oh, in 98. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said John David Crow. No, no, John David Phillips. Oh, oh. Brody Crow. Uh, I, I couldn't understand. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, oh, Cowboy. We'll, we'll get to the greener day one day. Yep, sir. <laughs> all right. Back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get D9 in. Good morning, D9. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Uh, I, you know, we, we had to realize there's going to be some chips fall. I mean, there's been a bunch of folks hey, saying it's leaving now. We got this Mac kid. I'm like, well, you know, Mac kid may be coming in because they knew he was leaving. Yeah. Or possibly going to leave. I'm like, we're reading a whole lot into this, but there's been one name that ever since this, ever since Coach Saban started, I've heard one name mentioned over and over and over and over again. And it's an 18 year old kid named Williams, whatever the, the, the number one recruiter everybody's talking about. I'm Ryan like, Williams. Ryan, if this kid is playing this game now, guess what? After his first year, he scores 20 touchdowns, whatever. He's going to play this game again. Yeah. Do you want that on your team to begin with? 
I would like to take my chances and hope that I could be able to I'm not going to give up yeah, on that. Yeah, we might want to take our chances. Hey, if I get those 20 touchdowns, that's 20 touchdowns, I, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yes, I would. I mean, you know, I mean, if he scores 20 touchdowns, I may have to give some money myself. <laughs> that's why when somebody says, these guys are going to basketball, these guys are going to stop signing these one and duns. No, they're not. They're going to take those no, one and duns. They're going to take them one and done I mean, every year. They're going to take, keep taking them. I mean, I mean Kentucky and Kentucky and Duke and, and, and everybody's been doing this one and done in basketball. And it's going to be in football now. But, you know, the, the transfer portal and the NIL, all that. I mean, basically the transfer portal. The, tra- the transfer portal is the problem. It's not the NIL side of it. It's the transfer portal. They've got to do something to make it harder for these guys to jump around so much. I mean, go back one free pass, and then from that point forward, you got to do this. But there was a a little interesting tweet earlier. I cannot remember the kid's name, but I guess it was a, a guy that left Texas A&M and went to uh, Ole Miss. And he tweeted out, hey, for all y'all kids, all y'all guys headed to Texas, make sure you read the fine print on your contract, because trust me, you need to read the fine print. If you got any questions, uh, message me. I'm thinking, man, this kid, he's already, he's, he's tweeting against, I guess Lane told him to go out and tell the truth or whatever, but it's, it's, you know, whether you would like it or not, it's the way the world is right now, you know, easy pass, easy money and everything else. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think the coaching staff is going to be fine. They're, they're building a lot of guys that's going to help him that knows the recruiting of this area. So I think the coach, the boy is doing, doing what he needs to do right now. So, you know, let's just sit back and wait. It's kind of like I told Ryan, and everybody's, mad and wonder, hey, we're losing this and losing this and losing this. And how about wait till Monday? Let's see what we get. Yeah. Well, then, you're going you know, to you're going to get a lot in the spring. and That'll give them a chance to evaluate uh, <clears> and see what they need. But, uh, you know, you just don't oh, yeah. want the dominoes to, to keep falling if, uh, you know, if that ends up, you know, getting Justice Haynes in the portal. It just seems like you can't catch a break. It just doesn't stop. Uh, but anyway. Oh, yeah. It's like a I don't know. What, what is the – I mean, when these guys start school, there's got to be at some point where you can't enroll anymore and you can't drop your classes. I don't I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, I mean, they're going into their, what, second week of classes now. Maybe more than that, actually. Uh, classes. I mean, these kids, they ain't been in class in a couple months now, you know. So, I mean – we want to get into the education part of it. It's not really, I don't guess that's what they're really aiming for these days. Some of them, I mean, some of them probably are, but, you know, I think, and the same idea is it's kind of like, you know, these kids are going to learn Uncle Sam's going to come calling on them here in about another month or two, some of these guys, and they'll definitely be called on and tax-wise and everything else. But I think these universities, with all these kids now, that these guys have gotten proof to be out there, they're getting money that even their families have never had before. In most cases, not all cases, you know, not being mean or not being, you know, pointed out, but it's a deal where I think these universities have to stand up. Let's teach these kids how to use this money. Let's, you know, two months from now, these kids will be broke again in most cases. And then when the Uncle Sam calls, hey, I need your taxes on this, they ain't going to have it. So I think the universities have to stand up and at least give these guys some financing help, classes, you know, financial classes to learn how to, uh, we all know this. Most of of your listeners know this. Let let, let them learn how the real world is. And, you know, you could fool a lot of folks, but Uncle Sam's going to come get you one one way or the other. He's going to get you. Yeah. 
No doubt. Thank you, D-Dom. Thank All you. Have a good one. All right, we'll take this break here. We'll come back and wrap up the show. We got uh, several messages coming in. We can look at those uh, when we get back. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. As we wind down the morning drive for this Friday, it's really been a very, very quiet trip. We've yet to see any major accidents or breakdowns so far, so let's hope we don't jinx things as we move along to the stretch run here, the drive along 2059. If you're traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale, you're in good shape there. McFarland Boulevard from Coker, passing up Northport, uh, U of A, and down to the I-20. Posted speeds there as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Forecast gradual clearing today. Colder, the high in the upper 30s and 39. Much colder tonight. The sky fair, the low at 16. And tomorrow we stay below freezing all day. A good supply of sunshine, the afternoon high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Got a text message here, uh, Dad. You get you to comment on. It. There's zero predictability about anything in dealing with a program. The joy of seeing the building of a team is gone. True. The NCAA has made it a royal mess. Nobody can say wait till next year because every second the shoe can drop. Uh, any comments on that? Well, that's the reason I don't have some of these guys on the show anymore that were for that. <laughs> I, I quit having lawyers on that thought everybody's supposed to do what they're supposed to do. That's the way life is. Guy, guy made a good point. Uh, and then uh, on the app messages from, from Auburn, from Greg, so the first commitment the new coach gets is one for the one position that the team was solid at. Then the commitment causes the jewel of the last recruited class to enter the portal. Poor decision, Coach. What other messages does this type of decision send to the rest of the remaining roster? I would 
beg to differ on that. I'd say he probably knew the kid was leaving, and he coached his kid for a year uh, at Washington. So he says, hey, this kid's getting ready to leave. We don't know the answer. We don't, yeah, we don't know the answer. That's, I I wouldn't, I don't think that's fair. Uh, Now, he's not going to come out and announce that he knew that, but he took the quarterback for a reason. Uh, Now, if it turns out he'd taken him, we did last year, we didn't think it was great move to take Tyler Buckner just with all the kids that you had here. We felt like it would put Ty Simpson, one of those guys in the portal. They ended up not, and Buckner didn't even work out. So, um, you know, th- these guys don't announce why they do everything they do. Um, but I don't that I don't see that being the case. Do you? No, no. Uh, you know, the, the situation with I shouldn't have carried on. I didn't carry on, but even mentioned it. The situation is simply that we don't know what happened there. We don't know. It may have been that that Julian, as her first name, said to the coach, "I'm leaving," and then that's when he took the quarterback. I don't know what the what the procedure that was. Yeah, but no, but it doesn't. When Julian saying does leave, now I will. I don't think it helps you with Ryan Williams. Uh, you know, I think that makes it more difficult. It, you know, we'll see where Julian's saying goes. But I, I think he gets here, too, and he looks at the situation and says, man, my best chance to start is 2025. These guys want to play right away, so he'll try to find somewhere he can go and be an immediate starter. Uh, and I, I mean, I was joking about Auburn, uh, but they do need an immediate starter down there for sure because the one they got ain't good enough, I can tell you that for sure. All right, I'm sure this conversation will continue. Uh, we'll get out of the way and let Gary take it from here. Uh, but they do need some good news. Uh, but uh, maybe some will be right around the corner. Just got to fight through it and uh, do the best they can for right now. That's it for today's show. You guys have a great weekend. Central Northridge play tonight out at uh, the games at Central. So uh, get out there and support these high school kids. Been a lot of weather situations, a lot of games canceled. So get back at it tonight. Listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great weekend, everybody.